This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. We're going to spend the next 15 minutes or so complaining about Derek Carr because I think he earned it. Um, yes. and But like in part because, you know, we, we talked about this last episode and, and one of the reasons that, you know, and you said you understood the frustration coming off the field. And I understand the level of frustration that goes into a football game when things aren't going right and you're angry, whatever. There's a level to which you can you can express that and and like if you're Peyton Manning, you're Tom Brady, whatever, you're goat, you're the goat, you know, you've won t- Super Bowls, and you know you're you're typically in going to be the one that's doing the right thing and playing really well, and then so guys let you down, and you and you tell them about it, right? When you're playing the way Derek Carr has played over the first seven weeks of the season, don't do that. Don't act like the only problem is that someone's not running his route the, the exact right way. Because you're part of the problem anyway. And so like you come off the field. And one of the reasons, like, like one of the reasons you can't do that is because you know, you know why everyone has spent the past four or five days dissecting and dissecting and dissecting one play, one play, one unsuccessful play that otherwise it wasn't even like the final drive. It was like an early drive in the fourth quarter. But the reason everyone's talking about one play, not even the pick six that you threw is because you threw a temper tantrum coming off the field. And now that is a flashbulb moment for this offense's dysfunction. And so you have, you have internet sleuths and all the, all the breakdown people looking at it and saying, well, what was supposed to happen? This is the play. It was supposed to go to the out. Why did he throw it 10 yards into the, into the bench? Why did Ugo Amati catch this pass? And then he comes off yelling at Chris Olavet, right? And so, you know, we've heard basically input from everybody. So why not me? And so... There are a few questions, right? One is, was he throwing to Chris Olave? And I think what we have heard from Dennis Allen, what we have heard from Mike Thomas, which we're going to get to in a second, uh, Deuce McAllister said this too, you know, that play is designed to go to the out. 
right? That play is designed for Chris Olave to clear up field and the out to come in underneath it. It was tighter than it should have been because Chris Olave didn't run the route the way it was supposed to be run in terms of going 100% the entire way through. Now, should he have still thrown the ball to the out, Derek? Probably. But the bigger issue is that he didn't go through his progression at all. And people are saying, well, why did he decide to throw it to Chris? I don't think he decided to throw it to Chris. I think what happened, which is a disturbing trend and also happened against the Texans, is a play got screwed up. And rather than continuing on and being a quarterback, Derek Carr got frustrated and threw the ball out of bounds, 10 yards out of bounds. And people are like, well, why are you buying this idea that he threw the ball away? Because it's pretty obvious. He just reared back and threw it as far as he could out of bounds. But you have to make it at least convincing, right? Like what he did against the Texans, when I think it was Mike Thomas who he had a miscommunication with, he just chucked the ball to nobody and got a grounding penalty. The same thing happened on this play. The difference is you have to make it convincing that you are throwing to somebody so that you don't get a grounding penalty. So this time, instead of just dumping it into the turf and taking that penalty, threw it out of bounds. So like, I think he did that. And Dennis Allen said he threw it away. And here, let's look at Mike Thomas because, and I need to express that this is not normal to have a wide receiver going on social media and effectively throwing his quarterback under the bus because that's what happened. So, and, and, and I think this is a little confusing if you're, you know, there's a few things that might be confusing to people. So let's read it. Exactly. He's replying to a Nick Underhill tweet basically that says, Chris Olave is not an option on that play. If his, if his defender falls down and he's standing alone, right. maybe. But otherwise, he's not even a check on that play because Mike Thomas agrees with that and says his only job is to collision the outside shoulder of the defender, which basically means, you know, I think Dennis Allen referred to it as a bus ticket release or a must outside release. Like the only thing you can do wrong is get to the inside shoulder and obviously stop running, which is <laughs> what a lot of it did. But, you know, his job there is to get to the outside shoulder and carry that guy upfield. Like he is not a check. You know, he says he's never even the throw. He's not even an alert. It's if they're playing a certain coverage, like in certain instances, you'd be like, okay, that's the alert. Rashid Shahid has that on several on several route concepts where if they're playing a certain coverage, he's the alert and you go there, even though that's not where the initial progression was. That's not the case on this play. Chris Olave is only a clear out. So Derek's not going there with the ball. He's throwing the ball away because he is frustrated at his young wide receiver for doing again what we have seen and complained about, which is him not going 100% on the clear out. So, and Mike it concedes that point here and says the only advice I would give him is to take the ball and no Taysom runs fast. So he has to run even faster to clear it out. Right. So that is Mike saying, yes, Chris did not go full speed on this route, which is, you know, obviously that's a mistake, but it's, it's not a bad enough mistake that you should be dumping the play on third down and going into a tirade against your wide receiver. So, and, and the, what, what the part where he throws Derek under the bus here, he says the progression is seven, 22, 13. And the important part is eyes only went to seven, right? So I think Derek Carr was keyholing the out, right? And by that, I mean, he's only, that's the only place he's looking is the out. And he sees the, the clear out not being run correctly. And he throws it out of bounds. Now, like you can say he should have made that throw to Taysom, but you know, and I'll and I'll show you the screenshot here, which you're correct. He should have thrown that ball to Taysom. But when you look at it and you can say, okay, was this run correctly? And I'll I'll close this out. I'll I'll lose the overlay so you can see it. So yes, 
this ball is there to be thrown, right? Like you can see that you can make this throw. Like that's going to come open. But you have to, like I see people have sent me this screenshot over and over again. And what you need to understand, and I'm not trying to vindicate Derek Carr here. I think Derek Carr has been a big problem. But he's not looking at this from the ceiling. He's looking at this and seeing way too many defenders in that area for what this play is supposed to be, right? You're seeing a defender that's not carried upfield as far as he should be, and he's looking back at the quarterback. You're seeing a linebacker still sitting in coverage, which, you know, the way you you can make this throw, but you probably have to lead it upfield a little farther. Like, you can't just make that throw on a line or that linebacker is going to step in front of it. And so that's why when you're talking about the clear out not being done effectively, it's because if you did try to loft it over that linebacker and let it to a far upfield, you're going to bring the ball directly into where that defensive back is still looking at it. And he, you know, maybe you, you probably could make that throw. You probably should make that throw at the NFL level. But the fact of the matter is the clear out was not run the right way. And that's what Derek Carr is reacting to and throwing it away. Now, I'm not telling you that's the right thing to do. I'm just telling you that's what he's looking at. And that's the decision he's making. And, you know, fine. If you don't think you can make that throw, keep in mind, he's already thrown a pick six in this game, trying to squeeze a ball in. Right. So I can understand the idea like that's a tight window. It's third down deep in your own territory. Another pick six does end the game. So, sure. That's a, that's more dangerous of a throw than you wanted it to be. Let's say I think we can all agree on that, that it should have been a safer throw than it was. And that's what Derek's reacting to. But what he doesn't do is say, okay, it's not there. Why don't I look to, to Rashid? Okay, he's probably covered here. But then you have Mike Thomas. I'm sorry, this is Rashid. He's probably covered here. You have defender. But you have Mike Thomas coming in wide open on the backside little post here. And so why aren't you going there? Why are you bailing on this play? At that point, I don't know. And to me, that's the bigger issue. And to me, him coming off the field and instead of just going over to Chris Olave and and saying, hey, you can't do that. Like, and I get it. This is something that's been happening and there's frustration there. You want to know a quick way to, to, to get your, your receivers to not be on your side? To embarrass them on national television. Why do you think Mike Thomas feels the need to come out and defend his teammate on social media because he's getting berated on national television. And that's not what your quarterback is supposed to do. That's not like... And again, if you were performing at such a high level that the only reason some of these plays don't work is that your receivers are letting you down, that's one thing. That's not what's happening. If you go and you look at any of these breakdowns of, of Derek Carr's play, you'll see mistake after mistake after mistake. Mistakes that you would expect out of a young player, not a 10-year veteran, not a guy who you know, you brought in to lead this group at a higher level, right? You are getting nothing out of Derek Carr right now that you could not be getting out of Jameis Winston for a 10th of the price. And that's the problem. That's where this team is frustrating to watch because you made all of these decisions. You made these bold proclamations that this was going to be the offense and this was the guy that you needed to lead it. Well, right now, it looks like your offense has taken a step back and there is no one at fault for that more than the quarterback. And you can say it's Pete Carmichael. You can say it's Dennis Allen. You can say it's whatever. Your quarterback is not playing at an NFL level right now. No, it's hard to defend Derek Carr in any way. And man, this the the tweet that you know Mike T puts out there, and we kind of discussed it a little too previous. Whether he meant to or not, that really it just it roasts Carr in that situation. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, and it just, and I think it shows you like the state of this locker room right now, which I don't think, you know, it's like, you, you, I think we talked about this last time. And it's like, you got to, there are going to be cracks throughout the course of a season in terms of, you know, this is the coaching staff's job. It's like you, you have things that develop and you, you take it, you make sure you fix them or you, you, get out in front of them and you you keep everyone pulling in the same direction. And I think that's when you start to see, st- and, and, and like I've said this, like people will assume, oh, the locker room is falling apart. DA is losing the locker room, whatever. It's not that hard to spot when it actually happens. And when it happens, it's stuff like this that leaks out where you're just like, well, how did that happen? How was the coaching staff not out ahead of this? Why does Michael Thomas feel like he has to go out on social media and correct narratives about his young teammate who's getting roasted because his quarterback screamed at him on national television and forced everyone to take a closer look at exactly what happened on that play. Like there's questions to be asked about like the quality of the play, but there's also questions to be asked about the quality of the leadership that's going on in this locker room. And right now I don't think it's good enough. And Derek Carr needs to seriously look himself in the mirror and say, I haven't been good enough. It's not about the, the second-year wide receiver not running his routes exactly like I want them to. Now, yes, and like I said in the last segment, it's not one thing. It's never just one thing. There's always a number of things that go into an offense not being successful, a team not being successful. It's not just, it's this guy's fault. It's that guy's fault. It's how does everyone get on the same page and what you saw in that game is not like the offense got moving and that's a good thing. And you can take some stuff out of that. And you can put it into the, the equation and say, okay, this worked. Do more of this, right? Run more, hurry up, get Alvin, the ball in space, run more screens, whatever. The offense needs to be a unit. And right now it's like Derek Carr's out there fighting with his receivers <laughs> and you want to get, you want your teammates to play better, support them. Don't undermine them. And right now, it just doesn't feel like that's happening. And so, you know, it's got to, I'm not saying this all to say it's over, you tear it down. But I think you're getting dangerously close to some, to, to this locker room falling apart. And you got, as a quarterback, as a coaching staff, you have to, you have to fix that. You have to find ways to mend that. And like you, you laughed, you joked last time about like, oh, maybe go out and have like a, you know, laser tag or mini golf or something. Like, yeah. it's a joke. But at the same time, why do you think they go spearfishing in the offseason? Right. Like, why do you think they do that stuff? Like, if you are not, if you are, if you don't feel like you're on the same team as your teammates, you're not going to play good football. And that's got to be something that you fix. No. And that's, that's, that's the, the, a huge concern that, you know, obviously we see w- with that explosion from Carr. Obviously, it wasn't just that one play, it was everything that had been built up to that one moment. And for whatever reason, that was when he decided to get triggered to the extent where he overreacted for sure. Um, I, I did say that I, I like the fact that I saw some emotion from the guy, but now it's turned into this. Yeah, it's turned into a, a worse situation. I think where it just makes his his leadership now a question for for this squad. And you got 
you know Olave's not happy with him. Now Mike T is, you know, going in the Twitter sphere making these comments, and it just doesn't feel very inspiring. <laughs> no, there's there's emotion, but there like you can have emotion, but there's there's healthy emotional outbursts and there's unhealthy emotional outbursts in terms of team health. And you're not getting those. And you know, it's funny, you you sent this to me this morning, and Mike Freeman wrote a column about how there's a double standard when it comes to quarterbacking. And you know, where where a white quarterback does that and doesn't get criticized, and a black quarterback does that and goes gets raked over the coals relentlessly. And and I agree with it because that's true. If Jameis Winston had done that, you would never hear the end of it. Now, I I don't think it's it's fair in the sense that locally, I don't think that anyone's giving Derek Carr a pass. Like I think Derek Carr is getting heavily criticized locally, and. The question is, nationally, why isn't it louder in terms of people are criticizing Derek Carr's play, per se, but you don't hear a lot of people coming in and saying, like, well, where, where is the leadership here? Like, why is he berating his teammates on national television? And so I think that's kind of where you're at. Like, if that was Jameis, the, the talk show sphere, first take, all these folks, they'd be talking about nothing else. And so I agree. There is a double standard when it comes to that. But I don't think that that's necessarily the main issue in play here in how Derek Carr needs to improve as a leader. The funny thing is you look at it and I think I think Derek Carr is very good at talking to the media. I think that he's and when you are good in that like that's part of being a quarterback, that's part of doing your job and he's very good at it. He answers questions the right way, he strikes the right tone. But is he that good at communicating with his teammates and making sure that everyone is on hit that everyone's on the same side, right? Or does he make them feel like they that like 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 they're the villain of the scenario whenever something goes wrong? And right now, I think that's how Chris Olave feels: is that he's not things aren't going perfectly for him, and and he's the the scapegoat of all of these problems. And and should he should he be held to a high standard because he's such a talented player? Yes, but it shouldn't be his quarterback who's making him feel that way. So I don't know. That's the end of my rant. I just had to get that out. It's like we, we have our own little who needs reality television. We got our own soap opera going on right here. Well, it's just frustrating because it's like this is like, yeah, you have a rookie quarterback and you expect things to happen and you expect them to learn on the job and be like that. This is not supposed to be that way with a 10 year veteran. You're supposed to understand kind of the finer points of leading a locker room. And again, he's really good in the media. So you would you would listen to his press conferences and you would and you're like, oh, you know what? OK, I think he. I think he's got it. But then you see what happens on the field, and you're like, I don't think he's got it. And I hope I'm wrong. I'm hope, I hope he can turn things around, and I hope that this was just an aberration, and he and Chris Olave can just sit and sit and play ping pong and, 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 and be like, you know what, my bad, and, and you know, you're going to play for each other. Because right now, it, it doesn't feel that way. And, and Mike Thomas, like Mike is, doesn't do anything by accident. Mike is a very calculated yeah. person. That's why this tweet like, blew me away. Exactly. <laughs> and and so like you're like again when I, when people say oh he's losing a locker room blah 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 this and that this and that it's not that hard to spot and this was not hard to spot right and yeah so I I think that's like Derek Carr needs to seri- needs to first of all grow up and be the thirty some odd year old person that he is and play like that and also like like seriously look at his own game his own performances because there are a lot of throws in that game that were not on the receivers. There are a lot of reads in that game that were not on the receivers that did not get made. Uh, and so if, if for this team to get better, Derek Carr has got to be better. And his teammates have to be better too. 
but it starts with the quarterback. It starts with the guy who has the ball in his hands on every play. And so hopefully that could be the case. Yeah. Like to me, like I said, I get the passion coming from Carr. Was it displayed improperly? I guess because initially I didn't take it as such a bad look. Uh, but going back and looking at it more, I guess, you know, you say temper tantrum and it kind of did look like very huffy puffy. Uh, I'm going to take my ball and head to the sideline and I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm mad kind of thing. Well, especially because like you could argue that he made worse mistakes on that play than, than Chris did. Like, it's not like that play was dead because Chris didn't right, run right, full right. speed. It was made more difficult because Chris didn't run full speed, but he bailed on it. On right, third down. He, he just gave up on the play, right? On third down. It's not like this is first down in midfield where it's like, yeah, I just don't want to make a dangerous throw, so I'll live to play another down. They punt it. And granted, that was Lou Hedzley's best punt of his life because <laughs> it was the 62-yard punt. Lou. Yeah, that's another story. And get, like, there's a lot of things that are going wrong in this team. Let's put it that yeah. way. But, but the reason that everyone has spent the last three days, the last four days, talking about that specific play is yeah. because of what Derek Carr did. And so, like, I, I, I've said it so many ways, I'm just repeating myself. It's like, it got to be better. And so, hopefully he is. Hopefully this team kind of sees that as the the issue that it is and fixes it. No, and, you, well, you mentioned he's good at talking to the media. It'll be interesting, obviously, his Wednesday availability to see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully he's as good he, he's good talking to his teammates as he is to the beat. That's the thought to say. But all right, let's wrap up that segment. This is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. And at Steve Geller WWL. We're going to come back. We're going to kind of reset uh, what's what the Saints are looking at over the final 10 games this season and kind of talk about, like, you know, this like there's a lot of mid football teams out there. Um, and this that's one thing that was a benefit of this weekend was I got to appreciate that a bit more watching all these games in real time <laughs> and watching the commanders flail about as the Giants tried to give them that game and, and whatnot. But all right, this is Inside Black and Gold. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will be right back.